It's blocking you from experiencing a life where you feel a dveikus Hashem that really is the source of happiness and everything is important and everything is real for this world and for the next world. Etzema anachius, just the essence of the anachius, shemakayrim anayeshus, which the makar of anachius comes from yeshus of, it's very hard for me to define this, but the etzem idea of the essence of, of, of a me, my meanness, that's, that's the word I came up with, meanness, my meanness. Not meanness, my meanness. How much me is in my life? How much importance I give to my me? The source of that comes from a, a yeshus, of a being, existence, who kayach chamri, it's a physical kayach, it is a materialistic physic, physicality, that is nifrad minabayri shemai, that is separate from the creator, she's a kayach sitra achra, so it's a kayach of the sitra achra from the other side, because it's not coming from godliness, and spirituality, uvechinas elohim acherim. The 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 kuf is wrong. It should be elohim acherim, and it's a, a concept of serving another god. It's another 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 thing in my life that I have to deal with. Like one thing is Hashem, and then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this. there's a lot of other things that I am serving in my actions and my activities. Cap what I'm saying? So in my decision process, I'm not 100% dedicated to Hashem because the Anarchius, which is Yeshus, which is meanness, all of a sudden is a factor that's at the, at the table when I make, um, when I'm making a board meeting to make decisions in my life, there's Hashem, and then there's other stuff. I don't want to have a parlor meeting in my house because it's going to ruin the carpet. So the parlor meeting in the house is for Hashem. What's, what does Hashem want? A parlor meeting in my house. Ruining the carpet is the fact that I, Hashem gave me a carpet and I don't want it to get ruined. So I'm serving not just this God. I'm also serving the God of, of carpet. I don't know if it's such a good example or not. I think some people would say it's spot on. Some people would say no, but 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 I do have a carpet. You do have to worry about the carpet. It's putting other things in the way of deciding what my what I would what I would purely decide if my only consideration was dveikus Bashem. So it's a form of idol worship, and we all do it. We all make decisions that are not just. Clear-minded, like a Gadol Adar. Gadol Adar, whatever he does is what his Das Torah is. His mind, his Das Zuakar Sabare, is Torah. So sometimes he may not even have to go through the whole Cheshmer because what he does is what Hashem wants him to do. Nothing else matters. By us, other things matter. The more things that matter, that is in our lives Elohim Acherim. That when we make a decision, part of our decision process is Hashem. Part of it is our reputation, is Elohim Acherim, is another God, serving another God, our ego, our covered respect, our money, all different stuff. So we're not solely focused on what does Hashem want from me and serving Hashem. We're also serving 
other things. And that is based on the more anarchies and yeshus, I hope you're getting what these words mean, the more me that is involved in my decision process, the more me that's involved in my life, so the more diluted pure service of Hashem is. I think that that's, could be pshat, he doesn't say this, but I think that that's pshat why it says, by a Baal Gaiva, someone who has Gaiva, someone who has Zich, someone who has Ego, Hashem says, There's no space for me, I can't live with you. By, by someone who's a Baal Avera, Hashem says, Because if, if you don't have a Neuchis, and you don't have a big Ego, but you sin, and, and you're struggling, you struggle, and you have big, big problems and issues, Hashem says, okay, I got that. You're humble. There's room for me. When there's a lot of yeshus, and there's a lot of anarchies, and, and again, it's a bigger struggle than the Sayyidina Aisha is very big. Look at my house, my mansion, my this, my that. Please don't wipe your feet outside. Don't get it. I don't want to get dirty. You know, everything is very... That makes it much harder to do mitzvahs. Now, the other rebuttal are going to say, the other people are going to say, what are you talking about? Since I got this mansion, I made so much money, I do so much good with it. And I have parlor meetings, and, and we have the Achnasas Archim, and you didn't do tremendous things. You didn't use their money and their time and everything and their energy, everything, to do tremendous things. So it, this is not about money versus not money. At all. Because you could have so much money and do so much good, and your yeshus and anarchies how serious you take yourself and your needs is very low. You could have no money and you could be resentful and awful and stealing or lying or angry or bitter and with bad midas. It's not that, only that. It's harder though when, when we're talking about the feeling of me and materialism. It's harder when we have more materialism. So we have to work on it harder. So he takes it even further. This anarchist amount of meanness and my yeshus, my, my physicality that I have in my mind about myself, that is the root of all of the things that are bitter. Everything sprouts forth from anarchist and yeshus. And it comes also All of this anarchies and yeshus that we're trying to describe what it is that we don't normally think of I never thought about it until I saw it over here that they don't teach us in yeshiva that there's a problem with it. He says not only it divides you it is the source of all bad midos. It's the source of kinna. I'm jealous because I feel like I deserve, because I am a me. I am. I need. Taiva, I need. I want. I desire. There's a me. If I felt that, that, it's hard to describe what, what he's talking about. Look at the tzaddikim. They didn't need anything, so they didn't, they weren't lahot achara taivas. And covered. Respect. Why do I deserve any respect at all? That that's the easiest one to see how that comes from anaychis and yeshus. Because if I didn't feel that I am a very important person, I would not require or feel that I need respect. And this anaychis and yeshus 
On this it says, Kiyetzer Leif Adam Ram and Urov. The Yetzer of the heart of man is Raz evil Urov. Because when we're born, we're born with this feeling of gimme, me, I. A two year old, his whole world is a hundred percent just about him. But hopefully by the time we're 20, 30, 40, 50, we can dilute it to realize it's not about me. And my needs are not as important as the greater needs and Hashem's needs and all of that. Scary. If we don't focus on this and work on this, we will never get there. A person will never reach to be metakein, to fix his character traits properly, until he uproots from in him this bad midah. Which bad midah? How much anoichis and yeshus I have. I would say that, that we really have to have a workbook. I would say, and I would say for myself as well, and I don't think I could do it, that the next time that I want something, I should just get the next thing. I always told my kids, when you have to get a car, you, you, let's, let's say you could afford up to whatever, get the one under it. Just give up something. You, you're not going to get, if you could afford a $800 a month car, you're not going to get a $200 a month car unless you're super cool. Super cool. I saw one of the biggest gavirim in Klal Yisrael, I don't want to say his name, but his net worth starts with a B, as in boy. And his, his ch- children lived near me, and I saw him coming to visit, and he pulled up in a car that is 20 years old, drove himself, it's a 20-year-old car, drove himself, got out with his raincoat and regular shoes and regular pants, and I'm like, and the guy is, is literally... Um, doing real estate deals, hundreds of millions of dollars. His signature is worth, it's unbelievable how much he's worth. And he gets out like a regular person. He walks out, slams the door, door didn't really close, gave it a kick, you know. And I said to myself, I said to myself, wow, he's so cool. He can come with a, with a stretch limo and, and a, have a driver and he deserves it and he's an older person and he earned it you know, Hashem, Hashem graced him, but he earned it, whatever. It's not a waste of money for him, and he gives plenty of stock. He's one of the biggest valued stock. He's plenty of money left over. And he could have somebody open up the door for him, and he, he didn't have to go to the trunk himself and take out his, his uh, ripped... Ca- but I said to myself, I said, he's so cool, because he's so not wrapped up into anything materialistic. That's, to me, something that is so cool. When he makes a wedding, he's not making a $5 million wedding. He, does, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He's, he's living, he's so above it. He's so above it. I'll tell you a story. 30 years ago, I was friendly with a very hush of a magachir. He was about 20 years older than me. And he's a very brilliant person. He went um, to learn in Eretz Yisrael for Kyle. After he got married, he was a lawyer. And he went for one year. And it's now, by now, 30 years later. No, he was there already, so it's about 40 years. He's a brilliant man, and he gave a Nefesh Shir in a yeshiva 
for very, very, very shvacha kids. And I used to go with him. I enjoyed, I enjoyed his shir. So I went with him Thursday night. I became friendly with him. I ate by him Shabbos. I was a bacher in the mirror. And I went with him Thursday night. And the guys would come and put their feet up. And uh, they were cool dudes. And uh, one time, I needed, uh, I don't remember when I needed a drink or something. Anyway, I was schmoozing with this, this kid. This kid was about 17 years old. He was dressed from head to toe in leather. He had leather boots with the, with the metal studs. He had leather pants. He had like a leather belt. He had like a tight shirt and then he had a leather jacket. And he had this amazing hair that was greased back, slick back. And I was standing next to him. And the Magad Shir, my friend, who was at that time, you know, 20 years older than me, 25, 25 years older than him, who comes, he was a lawyer, he could have been a lawyer, but he dedicated his life to learning. And he came walking down the hallway, and we just watched him. And he was like shuffling his feet. His shoes, and walking in Israel, your shoes get ruined. His shoes, I don't know, the sole was not really connected to the, to the actual, it was like there was air conditioning going on, there was, you know, room in between. And his, his like, shirt was like, you know, he was kind of schlumpy. His hat was, was like that Israeli brown that used, was once black but too much sun. And it, was like, it wasn't put on. I mean, and he had a toothpick in his, in his, in his mouth and he was just holding his nefesh hachayim and he was just walking. And this kid turns to me because he got to know, he got to see this Rebbe every week for a while and he got to, to see he had Havana. This is a deep kid. I wonder where he is today. I'm sure he's not, not driving a motorcycle because he had depth. And he was from England. And he tells me, I'll never forget, he says, that man is the coolest man in the world. He chapped that this guy, he could have dressed the sharpest clothing. He had money. And he just was above it where he didn't need it. I said it recently. I'll say it again. One of the most beautiful things I saw Raburi Zohar is Atzal. At 40 years old, he was in the top of Israel. He was the greatest showman, uh, TV, movie star, TV star. Um, he had a mansion. He had all the, everything that a, a, that a person could want, that a guy could want, that a, that a not religious, not spiritual person can want. He had everything. Money, fame, glory. He became a Balchuva at 40 years old. I met him when he was 80, and he told me, Avi, I call myself 40, because I only start counting being alive from when I became an Eved Hashem, when I became from. Like Rebbe Kiva, he told me. It became from at 40. I'm only 40. And then you see over here, you can go look at it online. They have a video of him in his apartment. And he gave up the glory. He gave up the mansion. He gave up everything. And he's the happiest guy in the world. And he's sitting on a table that one of the legs is missing the bottom and it's held up with phone books. So they didn't even make phone books in the last 10 years. So there's got to be like this for at least 10 years. And he, and he had plenty of gaboyim and people who loved him. And he could have said, do me a favor, fix it. He didn't need it to be fixed. Yichab? Not that he didn't fix it. 
He didn't need it to be fixed. That's the point. If you fix it, it's okay as long as you don't need it to be. He doesn't need it. And he told me, he said, he said in the video, Hakol po close control. I didn't know that that's uh, Ivrit. He said, here, everything is close control. He was sitting right behind his little dining, little dining room table on an on a old living room couch. Right in front, he says, that's my dining room table and that's where I learn. Here's my svarim. There's my kitchen. It was maybe... 10 feet away, his little broken down Israeli kitchen. It was a big avayda for him. He separated from, from needing anything in this world in any way. And the, the more he did that, the more he became available to become davik and connected to Hashem. It's a seesaw. The more davik we are to ourselves and our needs and physical needs and materialism, the more we need, need it, which it's hard if you have money and you're getting stuff, it's hard. It's harder. But again, it's not just about money because people who are poor also could be, be very materialistic and even more because they don't have, so they're running after it and it, it means a lot to them. So it's not just about money. It's a seesaw. The less I care, the less I need, the more I'm available for godliness in my, in my, in my being and spirituality and all of that. And he said the words that I, I actually took a screenshot of that and I put the words underneath and my son helped me make it beautiful and I have it in, in my house in a beautiful plaque. He said, I am the richest person in the world because there is not one thing that I want that I don't have. That is riches. The more I need, the more my list will never finish. Because and the more that I need, the more the less cool I am. The, I, I, when I saw him say that. I said that is so cool because he broke out of everything. He broke out of all the TV shows and all of the the movie shows, and he broke broke out of everything that the world is trying to sell us. And even if you open up our from magazines, everything being sold to us, and needing uh, delicious food, and needing expensive food, and needing needing and need, we need so much. And we're so miserable. We're so unhappy. He said, I'm the richest, most wealthiest person in the world. Look at, look at Tesla owner. What's his name? He's miserable. I think he has children that don't talk to him. People who, who are into Gashmias, whether it's money or whether it's just caring about my COVID or caring about anything about, now it doesn't mean we're all going to be schlumpy. We have to, we just have to focus. That's what the Nesiva Shalom is working so hard on portraying to us to have clarity that yes, you can look good. That's not what matters. Do it because you should do it and you should look like a mensch and you have to look like a mensch and you have to be presentable and you shouldn't be a schlump. But that's not what matters. It's the value that's the issue. When we value it and then it comes out sometimes so clear when we give up Ruchnius because of that value. But even when we don't, it's around us. That value is surrounding our being Little little bits, sometimes big walls, sometimes tissue, tissue, another tissue, another tissue, until the magnet just isn't strong. And that's what he's trying to tell us. If a person can come to this 
unbelievable level. Again, we're not going to get there today. So like I said before, if you can buy a car and you decide, I'm just going to get the one, one step less than what I could have gotten, you're showing that even though I need, and maybe I'm not perfect, maybe I should get three steps below, but at least I'm not totally sucked into this, why not? I could afford it. Do less than you can. You could buy a suit um, for seven hundred dollars. Buy it for five hundred. You could buy it for three hundred. Buy it for two fifty. I'm not saying that everybody should buy the cheapest suit and become like that Rebbe who totally didn't care about how he looked and only cared about his davening and his tefillah. We can't all do that. But what we could do is just simmer down. We could afford a twelve-piece band. Mamash afforded. I'm not talking about the sickness nabuch, that exists of people who are who are borrowing money or, or who are pressured to get stuff that they can't afford. Different schmooze. But even what you could afford, just lower it. Why? Why? Why should I lower it? Here is why we're spending so much time. People don't even understand the value of lowering the anarchies, the yeshus, the chamrius, to lowering it. They don't even realize that there's a value to it. The value is I'm giving that space up to have a little godliness in my life. But what does it have to do with Hashem? Everything. When I devaluate completely, I have bitalayeshus. I don't count. I don't matter. It's nothing about me. Then I don't have kina. I don't have taiva. I don't have kavit. Because that's only shaykh to, to, to a person, to a yesh, to someone who has needs. And every single person in the world would sign a shtar right now if you could sign it and live like that. We all know that's a better life. We all know that kina taiva v'kavid moitzina sa'adam in a'ilam. Kina taiva v'kavid moitzina sa'adam in hadas. Kina taiva v'kavid moitzina sa'adam in hasimcha sa'chayim. Kinah, Taiva, and Kavit are our biggest enemies that destroy us throughout our life and ruin our life for no benefit. And sometimes it looks like it's really for a good thing and it's a mitzvah, but many times it doesn't even look. We, we, can't, even, we can't even fool ourselves. It's just about us. Because I need. And we all wish, we all wish we could live without it. There's no person in the world that really believes that my life is better off feeling like I have all these needs, my house, you know, my children have to dress a certain way, my this, my... We all, we all know that if we, can, if we can sign a piece of paper, wake up tomorrow morning, and we have no... Yes, we're still going to eat, we're still going to drink, we're still going to go to work, we're still going to have money, we're still going to give tzedakah, but the value in our mind, the importance in our being is going to be gone... And we're not going to have any kina, taiva, and kavod. We're going to be the happiest people in the world. Vilna Gaon says that if not for kina, every person would be perfectly happy living in a hut with no flooring, just mud. How much pressure do we have that we we upscale, we scaled up, we upgraded? We became upscale from that hut to the life that we have to have and the lifestyle that we have to have and all the things that we have to have because everyone else has it. 
that some people who never, if you're uber, uber wealthy, different shmuz, but you have a responsibility, and also you're still wrapped up in yeshus and chamrius. But how many people borrow money, have pressure? The Val Simcha is miserable. He's, he, somebody said he was at a wedding. Beautiful wedding. Probably cost $200,000. Everybody's having a great time. The Val Simcha was depressed. He couldn't function. Somebody went over to him and said, why aren't you happy? Why aren't you dancing? Your child's getting married. He said, He was alluding to the Medrash that says that when the angels wanted to sing Shira, sing praise to Hashem, Hashem said, my, my hard work, my my creations, these Mitzrayim are drowning and you say Shira, even though they're Goyim and even though they tormented Klai Yisrael, but they're, they're my creations and they're drowning. It's not a time to sing praise. So he says, my hard-earned money is is being flushed down the toilet and I should be happy. Different shmuz. How a part of this yeshus and chamrius causes us to, to to have needs that are that are so ridiculous, and we all know it. We all know it. Everybody knows a wedding is six hours, and that the Hasidim who managed to outsmart us, and the yeshivish people who managed to have takana weddings, for them, for eight thousand, ten thousand, eighteen thousand, they have a, a wedding that is so besimcha with a one-man band, and the chas and kala are just as happy as our chas and kala. They have just as much chance to live a happy life as our chas and kala. And we flush down the toilet. For who? We say it's for the chas and kala, because he has to have an 18-piece band. You're never going to have shalom bias if you have a 10-piece band. The whole thing is ridiculous. It's all what the Vilna Gaon said. It's all because he did it, and because he did it, so now it's a standard. I have to be with the standard. The whole standard is killing our... We're killing ourselves. We're sucking out... Millions of dollars. And some of us are really hurting because of it. And even those who are not really hurting are a little bit hurting. And I'll tell you something else. Let's say you have the money for it. Do you know if your grandchildren are going to have money? Does anybody know? How many people that were wealthy 50 years ago and their grandchildren or great-grandchildren are hardworking and they don't have all this extra money? So now you're rolling in it. Put it away. Buy your kid a house. I don't want to talk about myself, but I'm very proud. I offered my children. I said, if you want to make a wedding, whatever it costs, well, 50000 in those days, uh, 10 years ago, 80000 whatever it's going to cost, fine, whatever that Mokhatanam wanted, I went, we went along with. I said, but if you're willing to do a Takana wedding, I asked them, are you willing to do a Takana wedding? And, and you've been to Tferis Rifka, beautiful hall. Everything's fine. Every, nobody died of hunger. And it's very besimcha, the one-man band. Are you willing to do that? And I asked them that. And I asked them that because I was trying to see how much did I fail or how much did I win at trying to raise my children to not need just because everyone else has. And if every child would say, I don't need it. You know what I need? A chasan. You know what I need? A kala. Sometimes there's so much going on that the last people that are needed is a chasan kala. There's the crews and the style. Whether it's the parents that need, whether it's the kala that needs, whether it's the chasan that needs. It's like you're getting married. You're going to enter into a a, a marriage to build a bias namam bi Yisrael. All of this stuff doesn't matter. 
It, it just, it doesn't matter. And very holy people make bar mitzvahs for their kids. Rukhaim Kanievsky, when he was bar mitzvah, his bar mitzvah, his father, took him to shul, said, today's your bar mitzvah, and he brought a thing of herring and a thing of crackers. I know you can't do it today. I know we can't do it today. But just, can we just understand that what we are doing isn't for the benefit of the bar mitzvah boy? It's because we're wrapped up in a spiraling society and nobody is strong enough to be cool enough to break out of it. Very few people. And we're all doing it for everybody else and everybody's doing it because we need to, because he did it and we couldn't do it. I asked one, one, one uh, parent, like, why don't you just do a Takana wedding? He said, because, you know, my other three kids, I did an expensive uh, $100,000 wedding. I, it's not fair. And the other one says, well, because I want to do future, um, you know, for my other kids. We all have reasons, but nobody really believes that it, that it really matters. And if we didn't have any yeshus, and there was no kin taiva and covered, our whole existence, we'd be so much happier. We would spend less, we would need less, things wouldn't matter as much. Yeah, if you have money, you, you need comfort, you go, um, you can go to business class, but if you get downgraded, it's not the end of the world, I don't really need it. Even if you spend it, but there's a difference between spending it and getting caught up in the need. Ki einam shayechem lubechinas yesh. And that's why hakinavat taiva kovid mitzinas adam and oilam. Kinaktaiva and kovid it takes a person out of the world. What does it mean? So I think I think this is what it means. My own shot. Hashem gave us a world that He put us into. Hashem created a world, and there's ruchnius and there's gashmius, and there's there's connecting dveikos Hashem and hakaras habayri in our mind, and then there's kinaktaiva kovid and there's all these things. And Hashem put us into His world that He created. So we can connect to Him. So we can be davik by Him. He gave us mitzvahs, which is, uh, the Zayra Kaddish says, mitzvah is a lashon of tzivzah. It connects us to Hashem. Every mitzvah is connected to Hashem. He wants us to have Shabbos to be completely davik to Hashem. The day of Beini Uvein Bnei Yisrael. He wants us to have a derhoi a life. He wants us to live like the tzaddikim, our zaycha to live. And we really do want to, we see that they're happier. We really do want to live like them. That's what we really, really, really wish and want. But the kinataiva covenant with seeing other minha oilam from the world that Hashem created us takes us out and puts us into our own world. That's my own words. Takes us out of God's world and puts us in our own world. Where the most important thing is all these things about me and me and me and me and me. And I, I'm going to do Tyre Mitzvahs also. But there's a lot of me. And a lot of our lives are serving Elohim, Achirim, other gods that were not, not focused just on what Hashem wants. As long as you have those Midas of Kinataiv of Akavid, which is destroying our lives, destroying our lives, whether a little or a lot, Kina and Taiva and Kavid destroys our lives. And it runs our lives, and it makes our decisions for us. And as long as we have these midis icy, it's a sign that our chaymer, our materialism, and our yeshus, our zich, our us, our me-ness, is still strong. It's controlling us. 
We're not being controlled by what, what's better for the greater good and what Hashem wants and living a life. We're being controlled by, our, by this, this thing. And now we know why there's depression. Now we know why there's depression. Why is there more anxiety and depression in our dar than ever before in the history of the world? Very simple. Because never in the history of the world was anybody ever so spoiled as us. And it's not our fault. And it starts when we're, we're born. Kids used to not get everything they wanted. And now even poor people, everybody has socks. Everybody has indoor plumbing. I told you, you want to fix the whole thing that you're going to feel no yeshas? Get rid of indoor plumbing. When you have to go out in the cold at 3 o'clock in the morning to a bath, an outhouse and then use a rock okay, to wipe yourself... Pretty much our kinah type of our COVID is, is, you know, our, our chumri, our yeshis, big blow. But three ply plus, what does it say here on my desk? Puffs, ultra soft with lotion? We don't stand a chance. You see the difference from when we were kids in a million different ways. First of all, we didn't have everything we wanted. If we didn't like what the food was, guess what we were told? That's what you're going to eat. Now, we can't do that. We're going to have psychotic children. We can't go back. But the fact is that we have so much zikh, so much yesh, that it really affects the mental health of, of all of us. When we were a kid and we came to shul, you got a lollipop, and the lollipop dropped and cracked, or someone pushed you and it dropped and it cracked, and you cried, I don't think you got another lollipop. Now it's like, shh, okay, relax, what happened? What, no problem, no problem, no problem. Okay, here's another lollipop, don't worry about it. And you have to do that. But it's inculcated. Our diapers were cloth. Now it's like, I don't know the names anymore. But it's like triple ply, super, everything's cushy, mushy, yushy, and it has to be, we have no choice. But the result of my physicality being so much, so important to me, that I can't live without it. And I know I can't. I can't live without being comfortable. So therefore, I have so many needs. And therefore, we have a problem of itzvayin ruach, depression, tzabrachankai, brokenness, comes from the more yeshus we have. So when someone says, well, what's wrong with with driving a, what used to be Lexus, or what's wrong with driving the, the, that car? What's wrong? So much. But I can't put my finger on it. I have to, you have to listen to the whole schmooze and realize that for you, and especially for your children, you're causing them to have a higher chance to need medication when they're older. But what's, what's wrong with having a moose knuckle, is that what it's called? A moose knuckle coat. That's $1,500. We could afford it. We could afford it. And I'm thinking about getting one because I hear it's unbelievable. What's wrong with getting it? What's wrong Everything, because it's it's another layer of me, of importance, of mushy cushy me, and it's a problem because we can't undo it. But a little bit we can. It starts with up here with focusing. Whoever really wants to be close to God, if you really care to have dveikos ba'ashem, lo yasigenu elakashi yagila bitol 
You will not reach it. Please listen to the Nesiva Shalom. Because we, not, we are not used to hearing this. And we can live our whole life and not have true Dveikus Bashem, which is the most important thing and the reason that we were created. And a wonderful life with less depression, less anxiety, less sadness, more amuna, more bitachin, feeling connected to Hashem for real. He says, you're not going to comprehend this in your system. You're not going to get there. Only if you have bitalayashis, where your yashis, your physical comforts, don't matter. And it's devaluated. Lubechinas ayin. It's nothing. Kirak lubechinas ayin. Yochaliyas davuk im ha'ein saif. Only by feeling nothing can you connect to the ein saif. It's a play on the words ayin and ein. The more I feel something, 1%, I can only be 99% connected to the ein saif, to the infinite. The more I have of me, the less I'm connected to Hashem. And on this midah of, of having a Yeshus, it says in the Pasuk, Don't have in you an Elzar, means the Elzar inside of you. doesn't mean on the outside, don't have another God that you hug or that you believe in another God. It means inside of you. We have to fatrab, we have to throw out this this other God that's in our being that is dictating to us and deciding for us how we live our life and what's important, how we spend our money, how we live our life. The Yeshus is a Koyach Nifrad. It's a separate Koyach from Hashem.